words be forgot. Bah, 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 bah. I don't know the words. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Today we say goodbye to a lot of things. Today we are say today we are saying goodbye to. You know what? I'll start with the most important stuff. I mean, Donald Trump is no longer the president of the United States, and that's very good, and we're both excited about that. I don't maybe want to talk about that on this show because this is a an oasis. I, I for me, it's an oasis away from the the troubles of the world. Although it is very exciting that he's no longer president, but we're also saying goodbye <laughs> <laughs> to um, arguably less important things such as the the game consoles that we have grown to love over the past eight years or so and um additionally we are saying goodbye to let me look at my show notes here um mass effect no longer being available everywhere again uh we're saying goodbye to a year of i mean it's november but i'm i'm ready to say goodbye to this year and start 2021 right start fresh maybe reset the whole covid thing uh this is kind of getting away from me a little bit but (laughs) this is hitbox it's a podcast (laughs) About video games, past, present, and future. And today, I would like—I think we're going to focus a lot on video games of the past, saying goodbye to this current generation of consoles. Um, my name is Peter Hunspitek, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? I'm good. Like you—you you went with mostly like positive things that we lost, but what, what about what about the the recent news, the real hard-hitting news? First of all, Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Oh Trebek. my gosh, that happened today. It, it did. Is so sad. Yeah, it happened right before recording, and it's very sad. Uh, the yes. other thing, the uh, movie theater that I used to work at, uh, AMC uh, in Woodridge, they are closing tonight. Forever? Forever. They were purchased by Amazon, of all places. <laughs> like the whole company or that specific? That specific location. And and for those of you who don't live in the uh, the, the area where we live, uh, this specific movie theater, like it never had a ton of attendance. Like... The only time we were ever busy was when there was like a power outage at the other movie theater. Like that would be yeah. the only time. Like I, you could walk up on a release of a big movie and get any ticket you wanted. So like Endgame didn't even pre-order. I just walked up and like one of your you first serious? tickets, please. And they're like, sure, yeah. What uh, is this the one by the the ice rink? No, it's the one in the middle of nowhere. Oh, past the uh, not the IKEA, but past. Oh yeah, it is past the IKEA. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you something? That kind of bums me out. I'm sorry for I was, bringing so, you down. What do you think the last movie they're going to play is? Uh, they're probably. What would be a, ooh, the, a fitting final movie? A fitting final movie would probably be Armageddon. <laughs> I was, yeah, was going to say that or Titanic, yeah, where everyone's like, two. who are the guys who are who are playing violin yeah. on the boat? Like, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, well, that's sad. I didn't know about that. Um, but we're we're, we're going to talk about about all sorts of the swan song, uh, if you will, of these these this current generations of console as, as we sit upon the precipice as of today, I think today when the, when this releases should be the 10th. Um, but I think that that means that the Xbox series X will be out. And then in two days, um, the, the PlayStation five will, will be upon us as well. So all things go as planned on Thursday, I will have a PlayStation five. Now I have a question for you. Yeah, how realistic do you think that is? I mean, they took the money out of my bank account as of this morning, so I would hope it's going to happen. And I got it from PlayStation itself, so like, if they don't follow through, there are going to be some problems at other places as well. That's that's true. 
that 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 makes a lot of sense. But before we get to all of that, I I, I do want to talk about the games that we've been playing. So, Justin, what have you been playing? So, uh, you know, Genshin Impact still on my phone, uh, still being played, yeah. uh, still still doing my dailies, even though I said mm-hmm. I would stop, <laughs> still doing it. Um, I also uh, played more of Hellblade. Um, I initially just played it very briefly, and then I got through like probably the first third of the game. Um, I, I've learned a game like that's probably just not for me. I, I would say Hellblade. Hellblade, yeah, it's just not not the kind of game I think are fun. Like it's basically a very, it's like a third person action sort of. And like the combat is really like thrown in there with like some light environmental puzzles that you have to solve to get from point A to point B. It's just fine. Like it's, it's the story itself is not necessarily gripping enough to make me keep going. And the gameplay is Mm -hmm. just kind of like another fight. But sure. I'll probably finish it one of these days. Maybe. Okay. Well that's, yeah. I mean, and then maybe I, oh, I was gonna say maybe, and then you're getting a PS5, so probably not. <laughs> like, yeah, probably not. I doubt that will happen. There's plenty of other things I can play on that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, debatably, plenty of things I can play on that. <laughs> sure. Hypothetically, you could, but. Um. And then, uh, and I know this is kind of, uh, contradictory to what I was talking about last week, but I've been playing a lot of Super Mario 64. <laughs> I was gonna say, Justin, you talked a lot of smack last week about this damn game, and here you are. Yeah, I, I assume you're playing it on the um, the Mario All Stars. Yeah, yeah. So I downloaded the All Stars. Yeah. I, did, I haven't played uh, Sunshine yet or Galaxy, um, but I've been playing it, and I think I'm at like 24 stars at this point, which isn't like that far along, but it's far enough along, and like, you know, you get past certain things, you get past the camera, uh, you get past. It being an old game, uh, sure, it's not bad. From the, it sounds like they didn't like update it super well. Yeah, I mean, my my knowledge of what Mario sixty four was is very low and incomplete from when I was a child. But mm-hmm. uh, it's fine. I mean, it it's if anything, it looks a little nicer than I thought it would. Um, oh, that's good. And like, I think it makes total sense why I didn't like the game as much when I was younger. And I think because it was just too hard for me Um, because Mm -hmm. a lot of it's like, you need, you need to have a plan. You need to have a strategy guide. You need someone to be like pushing you forward to understand some of the stuff. Like if you didn't know that once the light shines in the center of the plaza, that you have to look up at the light to get to the flying thing, to get your flying hat, how would you ever find that out? Right, right. Like, it's just a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think that's just part of how games have changed with how they hold your hand a little bit more in today's world than they used to. But even, like, going Mm -hmm. back to Ocarina of Time, like, that game had some random stuff. Oh, there was some obtuse stuff. Yeah, like, if you didn't didn't have someone telling you, okay, first you got to catch a fish, and then you got to (laughs) dump that fish out in front of the big fish, and then the big fish will suck you up, you'd be like, how would you, how would you find that out? How would you solve that problem? I don't know. So I remember in that game, uh, Ocarina of Time specifically, there's that moment right before you turn into an adult where Zelda is like leaving Hyrule like on the horse and she throws the Ocarina of Time into the like the the moat. Yeah. And I didn't know what she did. Like I didn't under- when I was a kid, I didn't understand what she did. So I was just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like like okay now. What- so I guess I'm just gonna go in, and I could I couldn't figure out what to do until my older brother told me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think uh, that is just an age thing, 
I, I would say as like we get better at yeah. stuff. But I would still say that game is obtuse in a lot of ways. And so is, is oh, Mario sure, 64. Sure. And I think at this point, like I'm to the point when the when the parts of the game that I'm most familiar with, like that first set of, of areas before Bowser, I've gotten most of the stuff from them that I want. And now it's like to the part where I don't really know a lot of the maps as well. And I'm losing mm-hmm. some of the steam, but I'm going to try to finish it by the end of the year at least beat the game i don't, I don't think i'll ever do a 120 star run but i was gonna say like it'll be a nice yoshi at the end of that right <laughs> right well it depends what game you're talking about um because i think it, wasn't there a yoshi in the 3d one and the 3ds one there might have been i have no idea i know you could played be any of these games but um yeah so like I, i'll try to finish it just because i think that would be a nice thing to check off my gaming uh history um, sure. And sure. I'm not not liking it. I'm, it. I'm. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Old game. Old game. It's old. It's old. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what what I've been playing? Sure. Justin, I've played so many games this week. It has been, it's been a lot. It's weird too. So uh, because I've I've started getting to the point where I'm sometimes playing games for work, and that means like I sit down. Like I woke up on Friday at eight thirty, and I sat down and played video games, <laughs> and like. It, be- it becomes this weird thing where I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do to relax tonight? I don't know <laughs> if I want to play games because I just played it for eight hours. But um, I- I- I've dipped my toes back into Hades, and I am still liking it. I, I think what's really cool is I just last night got a cut se- another cutscene where like I-, I went into my room, and he was like, I should, I should get some rest. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I sat down, got some rest and got a little bit more of that, the story, which I think it's cool. I'm still like encountering new enemies after I've already, you know, finished a run. So, um, it's pretty good. I, I think I'm going to continue spending some time with it. Yeah, sort I of. think this is an uns, uh, unsubstantiated claim, but I think I've heard you have to beat it like seven times to get the quote unquote true ending. Yeah. My older brother ha- has been playing it basically nonstop since it came out <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so I just got to the credits, like the real credits. Cool. I'm like, oh, interesting. Um, so so yes, that is my understanding. I think what I might do uh, is turn like the God mode on, where it starts to get just a little bit easier each run. Because I mean, at a certain point, I don't know if I want to keep getting to the end and just getting my teeth pounded in by my dad. Yeah, I mean, like you know what I mean. Yeah, um, you, you can only handle that in real life, right? <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then so moving on, uh, Goose Game is here in my house, and I've played it with my girlfriend, Elena, and what's wonderful is when you start it up, it says Untitled Geese Game, which I thought was very sweet and very cute, because we're doing two-player. Uh, there's a lot of mischief happening, a lot of honking, a lot of bonking, and I think it's it's very cute and very sweet, and it's it's the kind of thing that, like, it's fun for us to do together, just because it's, you know... Um, are you like, are you getting just, through it quickly with, with two people playing it? So we've actually, we only sat down with it once. Um, just because this week has been so busy with other games and everything, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long it is. I assume it's not super long, right? But we got through two, of, like the first two, like areas okay. where it gives you like a list of you know whatever to do. But um, yeah, it's cute, it's fun. I'm enjoying it, and I think that it is very funny and very silly. And I like that there's a dedicated honk button. <laughs> And then also I've uh, dipped back into Apex because uh, there's a new season and me and my friends, we get together and play that game. And I think it's a pretty good game. I think I've decided that I really, really like it. But it, but it is it, what's so cool about it, it. I mean, is that it is free and free to play and, and everything else is sort of optional. But um, just I, I was able to unlock a new character and I like them the most, I think, out of anyone that I've played so far. Cool. What's so now I'm a Loba main. Ooh. She's the she's the. 
second newest one because there's like a new character now and um or i mean there's two new characters since i started recently but uh she's good she she has the ability to like open up like a shop where you can just take a look at all the items that are in a x radius around you oh and so you, instead of having to like loot you can just grab everything real quick that's great yeah so it makes things it makes things a lot easier especially towards the beginning when you're like okay i don't have any good guns like let's find something i like but can I talk to you about the PlayStation 5 and my attempts to get it? Oh, please, let's do it. Okay, so a, a few weeks ago, I think, uh, we talked about I, that I went into like a GameStop and a Best Buy, and I was like, is there like a list you could put me on to call? Uh, and they, they both said no. So I've I've come to terms, because also I think Jim Ryan said like, hey, if you don't have a pre-order, you're probably not getting one for a while. Yeah. Um, I've sort of accepted my fate that I'm not going to get one. But I... I'm waiting to play certain games to actually play it on the PS5. Like, I, I am really excited for Spider-Man, but I don't think I'm going to play it until I have a PS5. However, there's a pre-order bonus where you get the Spider-Verse animated suit for pre-ordering. And I really want that. And I was like, well, I don't want to wait to get that game until I have the console because I'm not going to be able to have that suit so I was like, well, what if I pre-order Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5 without having a PlayStation 5? Uh, I, I, so I'm going to do that, I think. <laughs> I meant to go in today before we started recording, but um, GameStop was not open. So I'm going to pre-order <laughs> that on the PlayStation 5. And then also, I think I want to play the new Call of Duty. I think it looks actually pretty good. Um, so I'm going to pre-order that on the PlayStation 4. And I think that that pre-order is going to be whack for them to understand. Uh, so I, I, I think I don't want to change your mind here. But yeah. I believe you unlock it from the start with the pre-order bonus, and then you can unlock it through just playing the game without the pre-order. Mm. So it's still in there. So I, yeah. I, w- with a suit as popular as that, they're not going to lock it behind uh, a pre-order wall, you would hope. Um, but yeah, from right. what I heard, that is the case. So you don't have to, but like, why not? You might as well just pre-order it, show them some love, make the PS5 launch the best PS5 launch of all time. And it'll all be because of me. It'll be just you'll, you'll push copy. it over. You'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll be right. like the the uh, Pennsylvania, so to speak, of uh, the PlayStation Five. Now, for those who are not maybe following the politics as closely as as we have been, sort of in the past few days, Pennsylvania was a state that looked like it was going red for um, the current president, and I'll say it, verified horseshit bag Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> And then now it, it flipped to be blue, which was very exciting because maybe wasn't expecting to do that along with uh, um, our, our neighbors to the north, Wisconsin, and to the to the north, northeast, east, Michigan. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I also I was also kind of like, well, I'm going to have to buy this game eventually, so I might as well just pre-order it and get that suit right off the bat. Yeah, but. It's also hard for me to recommend what to do in a situation like this because like, I legitimately don't know if you buy the PlayStation 4 version, is the PlayStation 5 version going to be better optimized? Or I, I can't even tell you what's going to happen because I just don't know. Well, and I also don't know about like cross saves and like, is that going to upgrade? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. So I figured, I figured I might as well just play it safe and just grab this before I even have the console. Yeah. <laughs> just also so like when I do get the console, like I can just plug that in you know put yeah, that in that'll be like whatever. your first like little experience to do yeah because i mean here's the thing everyone's like oh astrobot's actually pretty good i'm like i'm sure it's fine uh but unlike everyone who has the playstation 5 at this moment uh, i'm gonna want to play a, a game that i want <laughs> like because everyone else you were is gonna like, say a real well, game you were gonna say a real adult game weren't you i want to no, play a real adult no i game. wasn't i wasn't astrobot's playroom looks fine 
looks like a video game that is certainly exists this year. I mean, I'm sure I would, if I had it, I would probably dip in, but um, I wouldn't be like, hmm, what am I going to play first? Astrobot or Spider-Man? <sighs> That's kind of close. But um, yeah, so I'm also going to try and get in Call of Duty, but <laughs> that's just because this one actually looks pretty interesting. And I'm curious, sort of in light of recent political events, uh, how <laughs> they're going to handle the portrayal of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yes, I can't, yeah, we'll see. Also, also, I'll say it, certified, verified, horseshit bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I digress. What, let's, what's, what's on our schedule here? Oh, uh, N7 Day, they finally announced the Mass Effect uh, remaster trilogy. Are you going to buy that? I'm not. I have no interest. I'm over it. Let me, let me tell you, there's, there's two ways that would make me buy that. The first way is mm-hmm. if it were on Game Pass, and I guess I, I wouldn't technically Pass, buy right. it. But the second way, and the w- way that I was really looking forward to playing this, is on the Switch, Switch. and it's not yeah, there. It's on Switch. No. It's not, and that is, mm-hmm. that is the saddest thing ever. Um, and I was uh, reading an article by IGN by one Adam Bankhurst, and they mm-hmm. said that uh, basically the goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so the fans uh, and new players can experience the original work in the best possible form. To which I say, uh, no, the best possible form would be played exactly as it was on the Switch. I want that. <laughs> Why do <laughs> right, you not want right. you to, like, I don't know. I And I, it probably is a technical problem. And, you know, uh, it's not like Mass Effect was never brought to a Nintendo platform before, but... Oh, that's right. It's on the Wii U. Wasn't yeah, it? Or, or yeah, I think it was. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It just, I, I think it's a missed opportunity because that would probably be the only way I'd replay it because I don't see myself next year when all these other games are coming out and things like that, sitting down on my PlayStation 4, dusting that off, or even on my PlayStation 5 and playing Mass Effect for the 100 hour plus experience that that would be. Well, right. And it's not just like, Oh yeah, I'll sit down and play the first Mass Effect. It's like, hey, you want to play all three of these games? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I don't know Mass Effect. Um, no mention of Andromeda though. That makes sense. Strange, strange. I mean, Weird. I'd play that again on the like... Switch. But uh, they did mention the new Mass Effect game has begun development. So whatever that means. Um... I feel, do you kind of feel bad for Bioware? I do. Yeah, I do. With like with with Anthem and everything, because you played a bit of Anthem, right? You said it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like I, but like. Yeah, I, I they they went they went to the route of of doing that kind of looter shooter type of thing, and I think they just shouldn't have. Like they could have made like with that idea if that's what they wanted to do, they could have made a really fun little third person action game that had RPG like mechanics and like characters that you befriended because it had yeah. like almost everything that you'd want in a Bioware game except like the relationships matter, the story's at the center of it, and. Mm-hmm. I it it's it's a missed opportunity and I and and the combat did remind me enough of Andromeda that I was like having some fun with it but well would you say that do you think that that is a result of BioWare making that choice or would you say that that's a result of EA saying hey make this game I I'm sure like I can't put all of my blame onto BioWare for that that's what they had to yeah. do um right but you know, they, they still made it, so it's not like I'm mad at Bioware or anything like that. Right, right. You just add that with the fact that Andromeda wasn't a critical success, and now Anthem wasn't a critical success, and now EA is just kind of going to devalue them um, probably more. Right, when it's like, look at their other games they've made. Look at Dragon Age and also <laughs> Mass Effect. Right. Like, But I, I do go back but... to think that the original Mass Effects weren't 
drastically better than Andromeda or anything like that. I just think people's right, right. opinions of games have changed since those came out. What in two thousand eight? I think was when the original Mass Effect came out. Yeah, I think I think the third one came out like twenty thirteen or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But um, old games are old. Of, old games are old, and and speaking of an old game that is now a new game, and by that I mean just a sequel to. I don't know where I was. I don't know how I was sort of trying to introduce this. Um, the thread was, uh, can I talk about the the game? So I talked about the games that I've been playing sort of casually. Can I talk about the games I've been playing for work? Yes, please. Because when this goes up, this will be fine for me to have talked about. Uh, so I, pl- I played two games this week that are coming out later this week. And the first one I think I'm going to talk about for a real, uh, that we can talk about for a while is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ooh. And I received this because I'm working on the, I'm not writing the review, but I'm working on the video review. So I had to capture a bunch of footage for this game. So I had to, I had the code for the Xbox One. So I dusted off my old, uh, my old Quantum Break version series Xbox <laughs> One. <laughs> um, and and uh, I started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I have a question for you, Justin. Are you, like, what is your history with Assassin's Creed? Because I've played every single one except for, um, the one in Egypt, Origins. And I stopped liking them around three, and then four was really good, and then I stopped, and then I, every other one I had, like, contempt for. When, when you say you played them all, did you play, like, all the ones that, like, that the one that was, like, Rogue? Did you play Rogue? Did you play the side-scrollers? Uh, did you play all no, those crazy no, ones? No, 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 I did not know. Yeah, uh, I... So I guess I'm not a true fan. I don't know if that's, that means you're a true <laughs> fan. It's just that I think that, that kind of speaks to the fact that this series has been everywhere, and it's just, like, literally just a million different versions of their games and remakes and remasters. Um, right. I never played the first three. My first Assassin's Creed game was um, uh, Assassin's Creed, the the boat one. What was the boat one? The first one. Black, Black Flag. Flag. Yeah. That was four. Yeah. That was my first one I played, and I loved it. It was great. Um, I didn't, I could not sit down and tell you what that story was about or what was going on and all like the, the animus stuff was very kind of, above my pay grade at that point. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing it. Um, And then from that point, I played uh, the London one, Syndicate. I played a little bit of it. Um, I basically unlocked that whole map, and I was like, I've done what I needed to do here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I played Origins and Odyssey, and I loved them. Interesting. They they are some of my favorite uh, games that I've played probably in this generation in general. I platinum both of them, and I enjoyed getting platinum. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay, so with with um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I, I dipped my toes in because everyone was like, "Hey, if you've felt kind of burned by how Assassin's Creed has been in the past several entries, like you'll probably like this because they changed up the combat, they changed up a lot of stuff." And I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll try it." And I, I, it didn't do anything for me. So going into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I was kind of like, ah, "I'm sure I'll play that. Like I'll play it for work and then sort of be done." Uh, I'm like loving this game. I cannot believe how much I'm actually really enjoying this game um, from the setting to the way that the combat has been fixed or not fixed, but it's just, it's a little bit, it's different enough for me to really be into it. Um, and I, I think that, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of Ubisoft Assassin's Creed jank to it, yeah. but in my experience with it, it has not been like game breaking in the way that it has been in other entries that I just haven't been able to get behind. But uh, I am, I am, really enjoying my time with with this game which again was just completely surprising to the point where like looking at games that i've played this year it's probably in the top five for me so far and i've only put like seven or eight hours in it into it um yeah it's it's what what something i really appreciate is that 
um, at least to my memory of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that game just like started and it said, now figure it out. Like, and here's every mechanic all at once. And, and here is the whole map. You can see the whole map go wherever you want, but you're kind of railroaded into being places where you're like properly leveled. But with this game, it has sort of eased you into the RPG mechanics and eased you into the bigger map because uh, it takes place in a handful of several different places that you can travel between. Um, but but it's not just like it doesn't just start and say go figure it out. It's it's um, it's it's a little bit more like it paces itself a little bit better. So uh, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and so, I am so. Yeah. Um, how far did you get in Odyssey and what, what have you noticed that has been besides the, a little bit more like holding your hand into getting used to it? What's different about the two that make you really like Valhalla versus just being eh, with Odyssey? Um, so Odyssey, first of all, I, the intro was, was slow for me because it starts and you're like, if I'm remembering correctly, it's just like a kid wakes you up and you're like, okay, I have to go murder people. (laughs) And, and, and like you like live on like an island with like a guy who's like a wine farmer who I didn't really care about and whatever. Whereas this game like starts with a bang and starts with like, okay, this this one guy killed both your parents and they died dishonorably because of that. Uh, now go fuck him up. And it's like, yeah, I can get down yeah, with I that. that. I can get very down with that. Uh, I, I think that the, again, the, the jankiness that I didn't like about the other ones are, is still kind of there, but it is like the combat feels a lot heavier and more fine-tuned and whereas the first ones felt or but the first one i mean like odyssey felt a lot more flighty and like i would like it didn't feel like i was making connection a lot and when i was it felt like i was it felt like i was trying to wipe my sword off instead of like hit someone you know what i mean like wipe it off on their shoulder instead yeah, of like yeah. dig it into them whereas this one like man it's brutal you're like decapitating people and like lopping arms off and like it's it's it feels a lot heavier in a way that I really like. Um, and I just think the story is better and has better motivation to start. And um, a big complaint of mine of the more recent Assassin's Creed games of the past five years or so, it, it has been that I didn't really feel like the assassins were in it. Like, you know, from the title, um, <laughs> like, like there were games that I played for five hours that I feel like I didn't really even meet the assassins order. Whereas this game, it, it starts pretty much and is like, if you know an hour or so in like hey check out these guys the the here's a hidden blade so it's uh it's cool it's it's pretty great and i'm excited to playing more of it because it has held my attention in a way that i totally wasn't expecting that's really interesting how do they so i know i know with this game specifically one of the talking points ahead of time was about the the fact that your main character can be uh any gender and you can switch on the fly like what the gender is Uh, how how do they handle the main character how have you been playing it and then do you think that this has been like a good a good change Okay, so a few things. The first thing is I think that it makes sense to allow the people, allow the player to change gender or like choose a gender of the character because it's trying to lean more into being an RPG, you know? And I think that that is a a sort of big part of the Western RPG, even though this isn't made, I mean, it's made in like Europe. This is from uh, Ubisoft Montreal, I think. Uh, they, made, they made Origins as well. But I, I think that in that sort of... Um, that sort of vein, it, it makes more sense to be able to choose. Um, so basically, the game gives you the option to play as a man, as a woman, or to, which is like the default setting, is um, you switch between them. 
I've been playing on the default setting, and so far I've played as the woman the whole time, and there hasn't been like a switch. So I'm curious when that's supposed to be coming, or maybe I'm not doing something correctly to actually have it switch. Uh, it has something to do with the way the, the future stuff is happening. I have never been a huge fan of the future stuff. <laughs> uh, I thought that Desmond was okay in the first ones. Oh, but you, he was like the main character yeah, in the yeah. he was Nolan North. <laughs> um and then uh he, so spoilers, he dies, and then it's just been random faceless characters ever since. But now you're you're playing as a woman. I think his name is like Rebecca or something like that. No, Rebecca's the like operator of the animus. Whatever. You're playing as like a woman now, um, who just lives in a log cabin and just spends her whole day playing a video game where she gets to be a uh, Norse a uh, Viking which sounds like your wow, life right was, now right yes <laughs> kind of very immersive uh, like very immersive <laughs> for me <laughs> I had to take a second to really get into character there but no it's 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 interesting and, and I have not gotten to any point where it like has switched me but uh I've just been playing as the woman because it's also I like the dynamic between a brother and a sister a little bit more than I like the dynamic between just like two brothers who love violence and pillaging <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, I thought like uh, in Odyssey the way they handled that was kind of interesting. How you the 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 character you chose would be your main character, but then the one you didn't chose would kind of become like the big bad or the enemy that you had to like kind of yeah, hunt down yeah. throughout, which was kind of like a, a unique way of doing that. But it seems like this one, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that they're just kind of fully being. This is an RPG in which you are, you know, you get to kind of choose your character, choose your stuff. And I think that's an interesting choice to make, specifically after all those reports came out about how Ubisoft people were like, yeah, no one's going to want to play a a game that has a female protagonist in it. Like, who'd want to do that? Well, I also like that they were like, yeah, we don't know how, like, you want us to put a woman in our game (laughs) and have to learn how to animate a woman? And it's like you're walking past like giant crowds of people of like <laughs> women and whatever. And I love, I mean, whatever. But um, I'm glad that that we've gotten to this point. I'm sad that Ubisoft clearly has some room to grow, <laughs> maybe in their harassment policies and things that are not funny, but are very, in fact, bad. But um, in terms of Assassin's Creed, I am surprised how much I'm liking it. And I would recommend checking it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play this game. Not immediately. This will probably be like that that beginning of next year type oh, of like yeah. lull oh, yeah. kind of game to play to just, again, I'll platinum it, I'm sure. Um, so mm-hmm. giving enough time to do that, but there's so much coming out. <laughs> I know. And then so the other game that I've been playing, which I'll, I'll be brief brief on, is called The Pathless. It is the, um, the next game from Giant Squid Games. They made Abzu. Did you play Abzu? Uh, no, but I, I, I have it on both uh, my computer and on PlayStation. Sure, sure. So, Abzu, uh, so excuse me, The Pathless is a game where you play as this woman called The Last Hunter, and she shows up on this island where, like, th- this was shown off at the State of Play, if you remember. she. This is the game where you move around by shooting targets with your bow and arrow, and basically it's about, like, um, trying to release the gods from these curses, uh, and you would... When I rolled credits, I was so surprised to see the two actors in this game are Laura Bailey and Troy Baker. I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. That's kind of fun. You were surprised, um, like you couldn't tell? Well, I mean, they, they're not speaking in English, and also they don't. there's like not a lot of dialogue. Oh. Cool. I don't know what language they're speaking in. I think it might be made up, but I also don't know. Um, I tried to have my phone tell me, but it didn't hear them. <laughs> technology I mean, my friend <laughs> well and to be fair to be fair troy baker is playing the god slayer and so his voice sounds like 
Sauron's like, you know what I mean? Like, so try and recognize that, <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it's interesting. It's very Breath of the Wildy. Um, it's about trying, you have to go solve puzzles to get in this big open world to get um, offerings to appease these gods. And then you have a big boss fight with these gods. Uh, and it's, it's pretty sweet. You, you travel around by shooting these talismans, which refill your sprint meter. Um, and you don't have to, there's no aiming in the game which is like pretty cool because if you, if you imagine like having to aim a bow in third person every single time you wanted to run and keep running, that would get old really fast. Yeah. But I mean, I got a trophy for destroy 1,000 talismans like an hour and a half into the game. I was like, oh, okay, so that's how often you're shooting these. Oh, okay. Because um, I mean, it, it is like you, you run for four seconds and then you shoot another one. Run for four seconds, shoot another one. Um, but it's a cool game. I, I would recommend it. It is gonna be on the ps5 it's on the ps4 and i think it's on uh windows computers as well so you said it was a like a big open world like how how long does it take to beat so uh i had to pretty much like gun it through the story it took me like four or five hours but once i was done with that i wanted to go back and explore some more and so i would i would i so my review for it will be at dualshockers.com and um I, I talked about how it felt a little bit like Breath of the Wild in that sense where it's like the overarching goal is pretty clear, but if you were to just run through it, it you're kind of missing the point a little bit mm. because it's about exploring. There's no mini map. There's no HUD. There's just, you have this thing that's kind of like the Eye of Truth from uh, Legend of Zelda where you can, you like turn it on and you can see the places where there is like, where, where the next offerings are and stuff. And it's usually in ruins of stuff and um, you go over to those places and just solve puzzles. Um, you asked me a question, but I don't remember. Oh, and, and so so the joy is discovering the different areas and seeing the puzzles and finding, like, there's no living people there. It's just a bunch of skeletons. And, like, you can hear their, like, they, they leave little messages for you to read about their lives and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. That oh, sounds interesting. Sounds like I would like that game probably more than, like, the Abzu, because that, that, that never grabbed me personally, but this one, if you say mm-hmm. it's much more kind of, like, open, exploratory, kind of go where you want, follow the story, that sounds pretty great. It, it drops you in the middle of this... It's huge. I mean, the, the world is huge, uh, and there are each each god has a different, like, environment biome, and it's pretty sweet. It just drops you in. It says, all right, go, go, figure it out. So, okay. Peace. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's cool. So, Justin... As as this gaming generation ends this week, yeah, I I want to talk to you about sort of our uh, putting a bow on it and 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 really sort of give it, defining what it meant. So uh, I think we should talk individually about the two the two consoles we're talking about here, and then talk about it sort of sort of overall. So so do you want to start with the Xbox or the PS4? Uh, let's start with the one I, I I like the most, and that's the PS4 because I am super okay, biased. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so so what has the PS4 really meant to you? So I I before like I even thought about like what it would mean. I, I did the thing when I look through my trophy list and mm-hmm. kind of look at all the games I played on it throughout the entirety of the system and what I got trophies on. And the thing I noticed was I really didn't play PlayStation Three very much. And like yeah. for me, I came into PlayStation 3 like at the very end of it. I was like one of those last people who came in and bought it with a year left of it. And there's like all these games out there that you can play. And I would play the whole back catalog and like went through all like the the large games for the PS3. And then I like was starting to think about it. And I was like, well, actually, I didn't even really play. I didn't have Xbox 360 when it first 
launched. I actually mm-hmm. bought the I forget what the name of the the mid unit upgrade was of the Xbox 360. But uh I know what you're talking about but I don't know. Yeah, I bought the the when that came out, I bought that version of it. And then I was like, "Wait a second. I really did not start off last generation the the 360 Wii and PlayStation 3 generation really playing video games." Like it was like my yeah. little break, and that was that was around like uh, college times, I guess. I was probably overly busy, and like that just is not like what my focus was uh, with my free time. And so then I was like looking at at all for like since the PlayStation Four came out, how I was pretty much on top of games for all that time. So mm-hmm. when I look back at the PlayStation Four on a very personal level for me, I look at that as being like when I jumped with both feet in to the video game world again um, after I took my college hiatus, I would guess. Sure. And, I mean, really, since this came out, since PlayStation 4 came out, I have been, like, all about video game media, video games, playing them, keeping up to date with news and things like that. That mm-hmm. Not that I was, like, unaware of things that were happening. I still, like, followed all that kind of stuff uh, in college. But, like, to really be a part of games and, like, care about getting the new thing... And that's what PlayStation 4 is to me. It's being involved in gaming again. And, you know, I went to pre-order it once it was announced at E3. Canceled that out of my regret. I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. And then immediately (laughs) after I canceled that, I was like, I should have done it. Why did I do that? I'm so stupid. And then it was me, like, looking for more of them. And I eventually got that one. So I got it almost at launch. I think it was, like, a couple of weeks after launch happened that I finally got Mm -hmm. one. And from that moment on, it's been all all in on playing PlayStation. I played pretty much most of the exclusives that came out for it, um, played most of the cross uh, console things on PlayStation, and uh, I, I, I have to say I've just been really, really happy with my time with the PlayStation 4. Very positive. Sure. Interesting. Okay. And, and, and we have written down, and, and I think this is very sweet on our on our little spreadsheet for show notes. What what is your favorite game, and then slash like do you have a good memory with with the PS4? Yeah, so I my my favorite memory of the PlayStation Four was uh, me playing. <laughs> speaking of Bioware, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say it's like my favorite game of all time, but if I'm thinking about a time with the PlayStation Four that really like stood out to me, was playing that game because I played it and I loved it. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that game with I think the kind of respect it should be given. But that was the first game I felt proud of getting a platinum for. And like it's not an easy game to get a platinum for. <laughs> like you had it not only not only did you have to like play through the story and do all like the upgrades and all that kind of stuff, but then you had to go back and play it again on a hard. And I've never played a game where you have to like play it twice to get a platinum like that. That's just not like my thing. Um yep. and the game was hard on hard. Like there's there's literally this part, it's like kind of like the the separation between the long 10 hour prologue and the uh, actual like time when the game starts, you get to the big castle at that point and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And there's this boss fight that is just impossible. And I had to beat it. And I like looked on all like the, the guides about how to beat it. And they're like, well, you should have started the game with this character. I'm like, damn it. I didn't do that. And they're like, <laughs> but if you did, if you didn't do that, you can just kind of cheese it by like just kiting it around and like shooting it like one, one little blast of magic at a time. And then eventually it'll die. And I was like, 
Oh, this is going to not be fun. But I did that. I powered through that. <laughs> right. And then from that point on, it was just kind of like great. And I finished it. And for my uh, my platinum run through, I made my character look exactly like Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> is that that's from Game of Thrones? Yeah, it's from Game of Thrones. So like, okay, yeah, okay. so she, you know, except she had a big old, big old, big old, uh, I think she was a two, two-handed uh, axe person or whatever. Um, and it was it was just like, Getting that platinum, I was very proud of it. It took me a long time playing through it twice. And like that was just a good a good little memory of me really getting into that. And I think that's kind of what started my and I'm not a crazy platinum person by any means, but that made me start thinking about am I gonna get a platinum on this game when I started playing yeah. them? And sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no. Um and Dragon Age Inquisition was a good time. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. What about you? What is you what is your connection with the playstation 4 what's your memory so you know my my relationship with with the playstation 4 is actually kind of like brief because i got the playstation 4 slim uh for 200 dollars on a black friday sale last year so i basically what i'm just saying like what a value like what a deal and it came with it came with the last of us remastered god of war and horizon zero dawn all those games are horrible yeah, totally so the bad. Worst. I can't I just you know what? I threw them in the trash. I didn't even download them. Didn't didn't touch the codes or anything. But um yeah, so so I bought it to basically I bought it when I decided that I was like, okay, I want to go full in on on trying to sort of get into the games industry. So I I was like hemming and hawing over spending $200 cuz I was like <laughs> I don't have a lot of money and I wouldn't say how I'm like rolling in it right now obviously but like it was it was something that I was really sitting down and being like is this something that's going to be worth it and uh I mean obviously it is because I've spent so much time with it and I've played so many games and I mean now I have a job in the games industry which I think is is so cool and and I I would say that actually like biting the bullet and spending t- again $200 on on this console is like it it is something that really makes me feel like I I took that step to actually like hey I'm going to make this a reality. Um so so I, again I don't have like long memories with it but I I do have some some wonderful fond ones where like my I've always been like an Xbox person uh up until pretty recently and so I played The Last of Us when it originally came out on my older brother's PS3. He gave it to me for a week, and he basically was like, play this game so we can talk about it. And I was like, okay. So I sat down, and I played it, and it was great, but I had never revisited it until I got my PlayStation. And I, was, I sat Elena down because Elena was sort of trying to get into games because we had played Bioshock Infinite, and she really liked that one. And I was like, okay, you, you need a game to, that's going to get you into and like sell you on the idea of, of gaming. We're going to play The Last of Us. And so we sat down together and and we got through it and and now it's like something is particularly the last of us is something we talk about all the time and, and had such a great time playing the last of us part two and and all of that. So I just, I have a lot of good memories of the beginning of this year and at the end of last year. So like, you know, December through February of just us getting home at the end of a day of work and school and just being like, all right, let's play some games. So it's, it's something that I, that I hold dear to me. So, what what was like the turning point for you? Because you said that you were generally the Xbox, and then now it's like you're looking for a PS5 over a Series X. Why why is that this the 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 place you want to stay? 
It, it's because I didn't realize how many like great first party exclusives were on the PlayStation. Because you know, I was like, okay, Last of Us and God of War, I missed those two, and yeah, I'd probably play Horizon Zero Dawn if I ever had it. But like, I didn't understand like, oh, and Uncharted, and Spider Man, and uh, Astrobot, <laughs> you know what I mean, and and like Bloodborne and Persona, and the, some of those aren't first party, obviously, but you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? Where it's like, I just I had that realization where I was like, oh. There's going to be a lot of stuff on here that I can't get elsewhere. Uh, and, and so that that's kind of how I'm feeling about the Series X slash S, where it's like, as of right now, there's nothing on that system that I can't have anywhere else. Whereas with the PS5, like, okay, I'm going to be interested in playing Demon's Souls and some of the other exclusive stuff that comes out when that actually drops, you know? So that that has been sort of the the switch for me. Although I will say that, Again, I have, a, I have a place near and dear to, in my heart for Xbox, and specifically, I, I still think that the Xbox controllers are better than the uh, DualShock 4. But I, I also haven't tried the new DualSense, so we, we shall see if that ends up um, sort of changing it. But I, I can't imagine that it will. But I also think I have some nostalgia connected to that. Yeah, I do think I do think that from all the stuff I'm hearing is that the DualSense is just different, and I'm very excited to play it. But I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I spent almost two hundred dollars on getting the you know Series Elite Two <laughs> controller because it's, it's and it's dope. And like, boy, it just feels so good. Like sometimes, like I'll be like teaching or something, and I'll just be like talking, and I like to to fiddle with things as I'm like sitting at my desk and stuff. And I'll yeah. just sometimes pull out the controller, and I'll just be like, you know, just like in the middle of like class, and like do it. Sometimes I just pull off the right, joystick right. and then like put it back on. So the, so then what? Um, I assume you have less. I, th- I think we're kind of flipped on this because you got an Xbox One recently, right? Yeah, I got Xbox One um, last Thanksgiving, so about a year, not even a year ago at this point. I was going to say, so so we're pretty much on the same timeline here. Yeah, I was I was literally on. eating Thanksgiving dinner. I was in New Orleans with my girlfriend, and uh, there was a deal that came up. It's like, you can get Xbox, uh, uh, the what's the Xbox, the small Xbox one, one S? Series Xbox S, one. Series S. No, no, the Xbox One S. Sorry, oh, Series God, S wait, man, what... I am just so confused. But okay, so I got the Xbox <laughs> One S yeah. on a Black Friday deal on Thanksgiving, eating dinner, and it was for one hundred and sixty nine dollars. You got the Xbox One S and Jedi Fallen Order, and I was like, hmm. I, I gotta do that. Like, how can I not? Yeah. Like, I was gonna buy Fallen Order anyway, and like, I, I kind of like bit the bull. I was like, well, I want to get the Platinum on this, but I'm like, eh, whatever. So I just bought it and played it, and to be honest, like. <laughs> I haven't really played it as much as PlayStation or anything else. But, like, the reason I didn't buy it to begin with was just, like, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for that game that would come out on it that would be, like, I gotta play this game on Xbox. And, you know, to be honest, I I love Game Pass. I love a lot about Xbox. I love the controller. But even to today, there's not much on that system that I felt like was a system seller for me. And mm-hmm. I guess when I'm looking back at the Xbox One, the thing that really kind of is is going to be my memory of it, and I think it's probably also in Microsoft's memory, uh, is that games are king on a console. It's not about value. Because I, right. I could sit here and look at you. Like, I would be lying to you if I told you that PlayStation 4 is a better value than Xbox One. I would, I, I would be crazy to say that because with Game Pass, Game Pass is one of the best deals in video games ever, period. They're, they're, yeah. It's hard for me to argue it like 
any anything else that's a better value than that. The the accessibility to playing games on uh, that it brings to you is amazing. And Xbox has that. And Xbox is still lagging behind PlayStation because the games on PlayStation are better. There's not right. as, you don't have the Game Pass option. I guess you have PS Now, but that's a joke. But like right. the games on PlayStation are what make that the place to go to. You know, releasing two awesome games a year is enough for someone like me who doesn't have that much time to play video games, but I circle the Sony releases on my calendar whenever they come out. I'm going to play those Mm -hmm. Sony first party releases um, almost, you know, in every situation. Like I look forward to those and Xbox just doesn't have that. And I'm sorry, like I'm not a, I'm not a halo. I'm not a gears. I'm not like looking for those games. I did feel Mm -hmm. a little bit of like when, when rare was coming out with sea of thieves at first, I was a little upset by that, but Ultimately, it didn't like draw me into buy it. I'm not going to like buy a game like a system for Sea of Thieves and everything, right? And it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what what happens uh, going forward because you know the Xbox One showed that hey, we got to do something different for Microsoft. I mean, you see the buying Bethesda. I think that's proof that they understand you got to get the games on your system. Like you got to yeah. do that. Um, and uh, you know, without games, what are you? Yeah, a uh, little, little piece of plastic yeah. sits under my TV. And and if you're going to ask me, like, what my favorite memory of Xbox One is, it's clearly Game Pass. Like, I I, I, I am in love with that, and I, I, I can't get over how great it is to do that and how when you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play the games <laughs> on your Xbox. You can play them on the computer um, you can play them if you have xCloud and you have the right type of phone. You can play them on your phone. And, like, that is so amazing anywhere you go. But then it's still shocking that they're still just not even close to being on the level of, of the PlayStation 4 success with all of that stuff. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. What about you? What's your thought of so, Xbox One? I... It's, it's actually kind of interesting. I dipped out of gaming, not purposefully, but when I was in high school, uh, I got really involved with um, the speech team, which is kind of funny because now I am a coach for the same speech team that you are the head coach of. And so I, I got really involved with that, and it was a big time commitment. So my time to play games like evaporated because I was at school late every day, and then I had homework, and then my Saturdays were basically completely taken up by speech, and, and I was also in other clubs and everything, so I was really busy. So basically I I was at an Xbox 360 and I loved it, but my gaming sort of just turned into, well, what am I going to play over the summer? And so I would always try and get, um, big games to play over the summer. And, and that's, that's when I would accumulate games to play. And so that's sort of slowly dwindled into nothing to, to the point where like in college, um, my freshman year for my birthday, my, my older brother, he was working at GameStop at the time. And, uh, I've not worked at GameStop, but to my understanding, for those of you who've also not worked at GameStop, there's a lot of stuff that they're like, hey, we're going to throw this away or it's going to be like extremely, extremely discounted. So for my birthday, I got an Xbox One, uh, the Quantum Break Edition (laughs) with a copy of Star Wars Battlefront 2, Overwatch and um, Quantum Break and Alan Wake. And so I sat down and I just I started playing games again. And I started really, really going and and enjoying new games and, and these new releases that were coming out. And I, it's kind of crazy because I feel like that Xbox, I mean, that was with me my whole 
the whole time I was at college. I was in college. And so I, I you say like, well, what is your favorite memory? Like I could point to so many times when these games were there for me and that I got to like sit down and play these games and, and experience these things, you know, like, like it almost makes me tear up a little bit. Just like thinking about like, that's my boy, like, you know? <laughs> um, but it, I guess if I had to point to point to one, actually I'll, I'll say two. Um, so let me just say my favorite game that I played on the Xbox one is Titanfall two. Uh, and, and, I had my freshman year, not not like a horrible roommate, but one that I didn't really like and and kind of like it was it was hard because he made me uncomfortable, but like not in like a really overt way that I could really point out to him. You know, like I couldn't be like, hey, I don't like it when you do that. It, it's more of just like, hey, your personality and mine just don't mesh super well. So I, I was like, okay, I have like three more months of this. I need to play a game. I need to get a game that I can sink all my time into so I can be unavailable. So I went to GameStop and I was looking around at what had been, what had been coming out and what had just, you know, what I might sink my teeth in. And I was like, Dark Souls 3. So for the next however many months, I was just like, okay, Dark Souls 3. And and that put me in a very far away place because <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I can't, I'm I'm dealing with um I, I'm dealing with the the borate of the or what's it, of the Vareal Vareal Valley. I like mess up all the words in there. It's like the second boss. I'm like, I can't, I'm, I'm dealing with, um, Adex Gundar or whatever, you know? So, uh, the, so yeah, that is, that is something I hold very fondly. And then also my sophomore year, uh, I, I had sort of gone through a breakup with a long-term partner. And at that time I was taking a winter class. So I basically how the school I went to worked is that, um, we would get like six weeks off, but from Thanksgiving until January 1st. So we'd get all of December off basically. But I took a class, like a real class, um, during that time, which is basically you take the class in three weeks and it is like condensed and way quicker. So whenever I wasn't working on school stuff, I was playing the Master Chief Collection and I played through Halo 1, 2, and 3 sort of to fill that emptiness and that void because my roommate wasn't there either. So it was just me alone in my room. Uh, and it is it is something that I really hold dear to me, and and it is a time where games were there for me in a way that I really needed. Yeah, I think I I think and you know the the thing about video games is that you know they're all there. There's always something to do in the video game world. There's always a place yeah. to, to to go. Always an experience to have. There's just so much out there that video games can take you. That you know if you ever meet someone who doesn't know what to do with themselves, someone who's bored, just throw them a controller be like here play this and if they don't like it guess what another thing throw it to them there's something out there for literally everyone in the video game world you just got to find that right experience and and i feel like that is such a good way to occupy yourself when um you're stressed or you have life things that are happening and i think a lot of people's like really important memories are are trying to get over something but using video games to kind of help them do that well, and even like as I would say this last like 365 days have been pretty stressful for everyone, but I would say for, for me in particular because I graduated college and then also there's a pandemic, but like graduating school and, <laughs> and not knowing sort of like, well, what am I going to do once I'm done with this, with this degree? Like I didn't know what I wanted to do until about about when I bought that PlayStation four, when I was like, Oh, actually the reason I turned to games journalism is because I was like, well, what's something I would want to write about. And I was like, well, games, because I love watching like, you know, video essays on them and also just like fun, fun videos with them. And, and 
it's the kind of thing that I was like, oh, well, this will be, this can be what I do. And, and there's a potential future here. So, uh, so, so looking back at, at the time I had spent in college playing games, I was like, oh, there's hands down. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want. So that is a long winded explanation. Huh, and I'm, I'm getting a little, I'm like, I'm feeling very nostalgic, very warm for, for, for gaming at the, in this moment in time. Hey, now would be a good time to uh, remind everyone that I said uh, video games are a waste of time, but I love them. And that, and, and <laughs> the, the story I just told you is why I disagree with you. But I want to talk about overall, what did this generation mean? What, what are people going to really remember about like, okay, so when the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 came out, what was going on with gaming and how did, how did it impact the way that people are playing games now? I think there's a pretty clear clear path to this and pretty clear answer to this, but I'm curious what you have to say. Yeah, I think uh, the the easiest thing to say is that, and I don't think this is just because of Xbox or PlayStation in general, games have changed. The industry has changed since 2013, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard for me to, to tell you if it's a, it's a direction I like, but that has to go with how games are sold and how games are monetized. That is, to me, one of the things that has changed the most uh, in the past uh, seven, eight years. And mm-hmm. uh, it, from this point on, it's going to be different and it's going to continue to change. And I keep thinking about games like the free-to-play Genshin Impact. And uh, then you think about games like you mentioned playing Apex and Fortnite and all these games that are quote-unquote free, but there's still people dumping money into these games um, right, right. You have now we're in a world where the next generation, your PlayStation 5 games are going to cost $70. Yeah. That's another change in terms of, of money. Um, and how how companies are getting money from consumers is different. And it's not that... Mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't want to say that that's bad because video games, I appreciate the amount of money that's spent into video games because that means the quality product is better. And I do think the quality of video games is better than ever before. Um, and with that quality comes time, money, and investment. And as a consumer, if you're enjoying this stuff, you gotta, you got to pay somehow. Um, right. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on the monetization for this generation? Well, I would say that that's that's completely it, and I think that I'm I'm kind of glad that we have worked out some of the kinks of it uh, earlier this earlier in this generation. So I, I think about like obviously games have been doing like loot boxes and monetization through like buy our coins or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since like forever, since mobile games started, and probably even before that. But um, I I think that like. You took you take a look at something like when when Overwatch first came out, it was like hugely popular. I mean, I, I sunk three hundred hours in Overwatch, and uh, I, I never bought a single loot box, but I knew people who did. I like my sister bought a ton of loot boxes and stuff like that. And then companies see, okay, this game was successful because of that. So how are we going to do that? And we're EA and we're horrible. So let's make our game completely broken unless you have the correct loot boxes. <laughs> so, so Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out and it was a complete nightmare mess. And I think that that was a breaking point for a lot of people in the industry to say like, okay, this cannot be how games go. So I, I think the path from Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the way that they did loot boxes and the way that like consumers hated it 
I think that that is then the path on how you get to something like Fortnite or Apex or any of these other free-to-play games. You look at like, okay, instead of doing a loot box where you are going to be objectively better at the game if you have this stuff, instead we'll do either like a loot box where it's just all cosmetic stuff or um, you can just directly buy the cosmetic things and and that's how we're going to monetize. And I think that that is personally way better than the <laughs> than the loot box that battlefront had um but on top of that i think that that's not okay so so you're a game that doesn't have that option so you are ubisoft and you are making assassin's creed or watchdogs or whatever or whatever tom clancy game is coming out i don't know if they're still doing his games <laughs> but um as if he's super involved in making those is he uh, dead <laughs> to the google <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so I mean, let's see. Yeah, he died uh, 2013. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how sort of post-mortem he's been being like, I think the R button should reload <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, he's still really involved in making his games, though. Right, but but so you're Ubisoft and you're like, okay, well we're not an online multiplayer game. What do we? How do we? How do we monetize this? How do we make our money back for the hundreds of thousands of dog years that we've put into making this game? Well, now it's about buying the season pass. And so instead of a game being, you know, 60 bucks, uh, now they're like, okay, well, for $100, you can get all the DLC for free when it comes out. And additionally, you get all these items when you start the game. And you get all these V-Bucks or whatever the currency is in the game to actually buy, like, loot boxes and whatever else. And I think that the whole pay-to-win thing obviously sucks, but I think that that is sort of, like... I think games that have had that have gotten a really negative reaction. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Did you play that one? Uh, I have not played it, but I know exactly what you mean. So I played that game up until they were like, okay, now you're going to have to spend 100 hours grinding levels or just slide us $20. Just just give us $20. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, So, and, and to my understanding, the like conversation surrounding that game when it came out was like hey this game sucks it doesn't suck it is a shame that a good game had to deal with this sort of thing whereas something like you know assassin's creed or i mean i'm blanking on other games that i mean all the call of duty games do this as well where it's like okay so it can be 60 dollars, but it also is you know um it can be a hundred dollars if you want all that extra stuff so I think I think you you hit the nail on the head by saying that monetization is exactly how it's going to be different. And you know, with that, like video games are a huge multi-billion-dollar industry, and like how much money is spent on video games is, I don't know, if higher than ever. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like the amount of like people playing video games, the amount of money spent on video games is huge. To my to my understanding, the games industry makes more money costs more money than i think music and film together which is insane like that is absolutely insane and like as a consumer we obviously want things to be given to us and nice you know we want to be cared about but i think it's also our job as a consumer that if we like this stuff we got to pay for it and they always say speak with your wallet and if you don't like something don't don't pay for it um, but I think more so speak with your wallet. If you like something, don't be afraid to give it the extra money that you want, says the guy who's been playing Genshin Impact for over 40 hours at this point, probably never going to put money into it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but even like uh, Game Pass, 
like going back to that, how they're it's a subscription service. You're not owning these games as much anymore, but you're paying the subscription service. And I think there's mm-hmm. over 15 million people who are paying into Game Pass and how like that's not only a great value, it changes the pers- perception of what a $60 or $70 game is. Right. And when you're looking at Sony versus Microsoft, like Basically, Microsoft has led the, this entire end of the generation getting prepared for next generation to it not being about $70 games. It's about mm-hmm. paying into having all this, these games with you. While Sony is like, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to stick with this. We're going to raise the price of games. Games are what's the important thing. And, you know, it's going to be, okay, which one of these systems is going to end up working? You know, which one is going to be the one where people put the most money in? Do people want to have that value uh, that they're paying for for Game Pass? Or are they going to still want to support these big AAA games that are worth $70? Um, Right, right. And I think it's kind of at a crossroads now. So this would be a very interesting monetization conversation to have at the end of Next Generation to see, like, what has changed and um, how they're making money from video games and how big of an industry this becomes. Well, and I think that that's totally it about like, this is, we have, everything has been set up, you know, this is where it has gone and this is where it is going. So let's see, I mean, let's see where it's going now. You know, I am curious if there's going to be a breaking point for monetizing games in this way. I would say there probably is, but I'm curious how that's going to be because I mean, personally, Paying seventy bucks for a game, I, I yeah. If if it means that people are one going to get compensated more, and two that like that's what it takes, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for that. I mean, what like I paid forty eight dollars for Untitled Goose Game <laughs> because I was like, I think that this developer in this studio deserves my money and deserves, you know, like like to 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 be making money in that way. So like I I I totally agree, and I'm extremely interested and excited to see where it goes. I don't love. I mean. I don't love having to scroll through and be like, okay, well, I don't want the deluxe edition. And I don't of like looking at a game like the Avengers. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't want the deluxe edition. I don't want the super deluxe edition. Wait, if I did, which what's the difference between these two? Okay. Well, one's $30 more, but like, okay, well, I'm not going to get the, you know what I mean? Like having to compare and contrast, like kind of sucks. But. I think it's more interesting that you're debating getting Avengers anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not. It was just the first game to come to I mind. I didn't see That's it like, as it being $30. So what's your price point? Uh, less than $30. <laughs> Twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I you're right. I I mean, like gaming has never been better. I don't know. I've never felt. Maybe I have, but but the the way that I felt about some games that I've played this year that came out in the past three, four, five years, like I've never felt the way I have for games. Ever. I mean, you look at a game like. I mean, the easy one to talk about is like The Last of Us Part Two, but also like I got so much out of Persona Five, and I'm excited to whenever I decide to buck up and get Persona Five Royal, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just been so many games that I have really sat with me, and I've really thought about, and and that have left an impact on me in in a, in a way that maybe isn't true from before. Yeah, even like, you know, going back from the 360, the PS3 generation, thinking about like, what is the, you know, what is that generation remembered for? And what are the best games from that generation? And, you know, you have the the Last of Us Part One that comes up, you have the Mass Effect trilogy and stuff that comes up. And uh, think of think of how different 
games are since since even those like yeah. it, people will argue and sit here and say that the last of us part one is better and i think they're so different from each other part one and part two and how mm-hmm. the 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 advancement gap of everything from a technical perspective to a storytelling perspective everything is just so different um and like what what is the next 10 years going to bring us it's going to it's going to be really fun to to be a part of this ride and i'm so excited that as long as uh ups doesn't lose my order um from day one i will be i'll be on that on that boat so i have a i have a question for you and then i want to talk to you about about the playstation 5 do you think do you think that like i think consoles are starting to be done i think this might be the last like big console release i think they're going to do these like half step consoles you know what i mean by that with the you know ps4 pro the xbox one x like i think that they're just going to keep doing that do do you think that that's i've heard a lot of people talk about it in that way and i I think i probably agree what do you think about that i think one of the appeals of consoles is that they're they're pretty simple um yeah and i don't think this next generation has started off in simple terms right like what what's the best place to buy this game where's it going to be is it going to be upgraded can you play old games and things like that and I think the more complicated it gets, the less mainstream it's going to become. I mean, just think about how people, like, there's the stigma behind, quote-unquote, PC gamers, because PC gaming is not a straightforward thing, right? Like, there's right. so many different ways that, you know, from what's the rig that you're using to where you're getting your games from to how you're playing and everything. There's just so many to your drivers and updating all that stuff. There's just so much to do with PC gaming that it's not as accessible as, like, console gaming, where you can just mm-hmm. pick something up and you can play it. And I think that the when you start to fragment it too much, it's going to be hard to keep people invested in them because, you know, you can say people do it with their phones all the time, but I think it's harder to justify doing that with a console about having these every two year upgrades and stuff. And I think part of the reason why consoles get a huge jump in sales is when they release the next big thing. Like there's a new mm-hmm. interest, it's starting something fresh. It's beginning. It's starting from the beginning, and I think just having smaller iterations is not going to generate this type of excitement that you get for a console launch. Because for over a year, we've been waiting to hear about what's going to happen with the next generation. When are they going to be released? Like this is like, like I, <laughs> I know I know you love hype, but like th- this kind of hype that this generates leads to sales, leads to people you know, being interested, trying to win the next generation. It's a refresh. It's a restart. And I, I still think there's going to be a PS6. I think there's going to be uh, Xbox. It's hard for me to tell. It seems like they're not doing the traditional model anymore. So maybe, right. maybe I'll be wrong. Um, but if you look at what happened when the Xbox One came out, they thought the industry was going in a different direction about always online, smart delivery yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. And uh, it didn't it didn't lead to success, at least at the beginning of that system. So I don't know. I, I, I think the easier you can make it, the better it's going to be for consumers. Um, mm-hmm. And what's going to happen with this launch cycle will be interesting because maybe all this complicated stuff is just the the people who are really deep into this stuff who are talking about it and caring about it. But when you give a a PS five to little Johnny for Christmas and he just puts in a game on it that says PS five and he plays that PS five game, he'll be just as happy and he won't care. Um, Right. Do you remember? I mean, not remember. Have you seen this commercial? Um, The Xbox commercial breaks my heart, which it's like, it's like a Walmart commercial for Xbox uh, where it's like a kid 
and he runs up and he grabs the original Xbox and then he's like a teenager and he's like a little bit older and he grabs the um the Xbox 360 and then he runs up and he he's like an adult now and he walks over and he picks up the Xbox 1 and then now he's got a ki- and he's got like a little baby and then now like his his kid goes up and grabs the Xbox Series X and it's just it's very sweet and it made me like I, it, I, as as we are on the precipice of these new game the, the consoles coming out, it has really made me reflect on like, damn dude, me and this Xbox One have had good ride, and and <laughs> like same thing with like just like like yeah. a lot of the gaming stuff, you know, and looking back on like dang, and like the Xbox Three Sixty, I, I so I have the Xbox Three Sixty that like me and my siblings had in my room, but like like I've just been thinking back to a lot of the times that I've spent playing games and being like, dang, like I love. I think I love video games. <laughs> I think, I think I, I think I love gaming. So, video games are cool, man. Video games are cool. They are. They are. So now, all that said, Justin, what are you, so next week you're gonna have the hopefully fingers crossed, knock on wood, you're gonna have the PS5. Is that correct? I sure hope so. I got a USPS uh, delivery notification that I don't know. It's either my PlayStation Five or something that's being sent to the school. Um, regardless, it looks like it's being delivered to your school. I hope not. So I got to double check <laughs> that, but I did get a USPS <laughs> notification. Okay. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's the PS five. So, so what will you have with it? So you'll have obviously the controllers and whatever you, you did. You ordered a camera, but you canceled it. Right? I did cancel that because it, it doesn't hook up with your uh, PlayStation VR. So I'm not going to have anything, but, um, the, I guess the, the first thing I'm going to do with it is play uh, the uh, Astro's Playroom. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be the easy thing to start off with that. Um, and then it's going to be, am I going to start Miles Morales or am I going to wait and then do something else and then maybe do Demon Souls to start? Mm-hmm. But it'll probably be one of those two games for sure. And from what I hear from Miles Morales, that's a kind of bite-sized enough game that I think before the holiday season I can get that in and play and still have fun with it. But... Right, right. Um, I'm I'm just super excited to get it in my hand and play around with it a little bit. Test out my 4K monitor because I've never played true 4K before. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think this will be a good opportunity to try that out. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to talk about it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts on on this sort of topic, putting a, putting a putting a nice little bow on, on this generation of consoles, or if you just, I mean, I'm feeling kind of nostalgic right now. I don't know how about, about you, Justin, but like if you have any like nice stories about gaming that you want to share with us, you can do that by, by tweeting at us at HitboxPod, or you can email at us, email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that, that would be, I would, I would love to hear, hear what you think about all that. Um, additionally, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review. You can give us a follow, like actually click the follow button. I know that I sometimes forget to do that with, you know, bands I like or or even podcasts that I like. But um, I I just want to thank you so much for listening to us. Next week we'll be talking about the PS5, and I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, I'll be reviewing my copy of Spider-Man, and by that I mean just reviewing the packaging. The, the box is going to look so cool because I'm not going to be able to plug it <laughs> Read in. all the directions and make sure you got the instructions down. Like, you, you know how to put it in. Justin, you think there's going to be a book in, in Spider-Man? That, I, I do. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of you nostalgia, think... I do miss that. Like, when you had your I N64 do. games, just, like, looking at the instructions and be like, Ooh, what do all these buttons do? I used to bring those to school for silent reading when I was in, like, second grade. Um, <laughs> uh, Do you think... Sorry, I know we're, like, sort of, like, 
<laughs> like sort of saying goodbye. But do you think that games are going to stop having the little like plastic clips in there for for ads and, and little pamphlets? Probably right. They're they're getting done with that. I'm pretty sure they're just reusing those same things that they had uh, overproduced for the PlayStation Three. So they're just gonna like they're they're gonna keep doing that till the, till the end of times. I mean, how else are you gonna yeah, get your true. free code to have two days free of PlayStation Plus? I guess that's true. I've been accumulating those, so I've got a total of 15 days. So uh, I should have used an even number. That would have been better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, you only have hey, half a code. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Remember, old games are old. See you later. Bye. All right, that's I'll stop recording. <laughs>